Praise the Lord. We welcome you to our live broadcast this Sunday, May 23, 2021. Our instrumental is taken today from our brother Caleb May the Lord to bless him and to enlarge his coast. Today's topic, believers in Nigeria must repent. Uh, wherever you are watching from any part of the world, today or sometime in the future, please know the lessons or teachings coming out today are applicable to individual tribes, tongues, nations, empires. So there's a lot to be gained from it. But to believers in Nigeria, this is your moment. This is your moment of truth. Praise the Lord. Shall we pray? In Jesus' name we pray. Our Father and our God, we thank you. We give you all the praise. We give you all the glory. We give you all the honor. Father, we pray for forgiveness. We have sinned against you. All believers in Nigeria, no exception, have sinned against you. For your numerous deliverances and we continue to turn our backs on you. Rather, we decide to join with the world and with mammon. And as the evils continue to compound the problems in Nigeria, we continue to seek solutions not from you, because we don't want to repent. We think we are Nigerians, we are special. Forgive us our pride. Forgive us, O oh Lord our God. Break our hearts and pour in the Holy Spirit. Pull down all those who have been against the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ in Nigeria. And cause your people, Lord, to repent as I repent this day, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The outline. Nothing has changed since our 1997 plea to believers in Nigeria. Number two, testimony of God's past deliverances. Three, unbridled corruption and apostasy since 1999. Four, darkness covers Nigeria. Five, once more, please repent. Six, charge to the young men and women of Nigeria and to the world. Seven, let us pray. God is looking for those who believe his word, study his word, act on his word, and live according to his word. Number one, nothing has changed since our 1997 plea to believers in Nigeria. In 1997, we pleaded with believers in Nigeria to repent. 27 years after, things have gone from bad to worse in, in Nigeria. Here are some of the highlights of that our appeal to especially the leadership of the churches of God in Nigeria in 1997. This book is a testimony of God's witness against the leadership of the churches of God in Nigeria. He led us to print and publish this book in 1997. And this book was widely distributed, accepted by the leadership of Churches of God in Nigeria. You can read and download it today from our website, worldevangel.com. The Threat of Darkness, Counterfeit Christianity Exposed. Is there. The highlights of some of the things we 
pleaded with the churches of God in Nigeria to do. At that time, we said, God will not answer the prayers of unbelievers in Nigeria. And he will not answer those of leaders of apostate church organizations, except they repent. No amount of prayers and fasting without repentance will bring divine solution to Nigeria. The Lord is not going to deliver Nigeria. Remember, this is what we always said in this book in 1997. Because unbelievers are praying. If any unbeliever is serious about the conditions in the country, he or she must repent and accept Christ as Lord and Savior. We again said, God will only hear the prayers of his people in Nigeria, his obedient children in Nigeria, his church in Nigeria. But they must repent first. Because all the children have sinned and made a mockery of his grace. None of us is free. This is 1997. Those who led their followers to sin and those who failed to speak out against the apostate leaders, they're all guilty. We're all guilty if we fail to speak out. We continued. We have not upheld his word nor lived in accordance with his word. We have divided his body. There is no unity. Just look at the number of church buildings preaching discordant, unbiblical messages on the streets in major cities in the southern part of Nigeria. And we have caused our children and followers to love the world. Remember, all these are 1997. We're not talking yet, now. We continued. The name of the Lord is heading derision in Nigeria because all that is preached is mammon and covetousness. Furthermore, we pleaded with the leadership of the church organizations to repent and come together in unity. We even went on seminars, we encouraged many pastors. We reminded the leaders that for that to happen, there must be no division in the body of Christ of Nigeria. That's the body of Christ in Nigeria, into clergy laity. That means all these, these are pastors, these are, no, everybody is equal. And there should be no big titles. All these archbishops, bishops, geos, please, can we stop? And that everyone should be addressed as brother or sister. These are things we said, that are there. Download on our website, and I'll read from there. Fast forward to the year 2021. Everybody who is honest will know that the Nigerian experiment has failed. Do you hear what I said? The Nigerian experiment has failed. There is no leadership, no security, no employment for the teeming young population. I would say, in fact, there's no employment because don't talk of unemployment. There's no employment. Poverty and hopelessness are the order of the day. Believers will continue to complain. We continue to complain about the evils in Nigeria. But we forget that we are indirectly responsible for the problems in Nigeria. We, I didn't say unbelievers, I said believers. Because we fail to stand in the gap. In fact, there's nothing distinguishing our actions from those of unbelievers. We go to the same things they go to. We believe the same things they believe. We say it's culture. We bemoan the situation in the country, but refuse to take responsibility. 
Christ like why is God not answering our prayers why are we suffering so much when shall we be free from the clutches of the Islamists oh yes the headsman yes don't shoot all those complaints don't show that we're repentant every Sunday including today we're true to those building called churches to listen to the same messages about worldly prosperity that we've been hearing for the last 24 years Millions of Christians in Nigeria now equate the gospel of Christ with covetousness. We have been so brainwashed that we no longer think. Otherwise, why can't we see that most of us in Nigeria who are believers are poorer today than we were 24 years ago? We have done all the things our so-called geos and pastors told us to do to get rich. And yet we are worse now than before we never stop to think how come our pastors and geos have amassed so much wealth in the last 24 years why majority of us are poorer some of these pastors even own well-appointed private jets and live like other worldly nigerian billionaires though most of us know that our tithes and offerings will be mostly used to fund our pastors and geoslavish lifestyles, we continue to give and give and give. If we were thinking, if we were thinking, we would know that because we are afraid of our pastors and geos, our church organizations are now cults. Whenever you fear a leader, that organization is a cult. That is why whatever the cult leader says is law. We dare not question him or her. In fact, many believers hold their pastors and Jews in higher esteem than God. If you want to contest the above statement, how often have you called your pastors and Jews, brothers or sisters, and not daddy G.O. or daddy pastor or mommy pastor? Testimony of God's past deliverances. I bear witness by God's grace to God's divine favor, goodness, and mercy on Nigeria in the last 30 years. The presidential election of June 12, 1993 was a watershed in Nigeria and of God's mercy. At an all-night prayer meeting held in a house in Magada, Lagos, Nigeria on June 11, 1993, the Spirit led those of us who were there to cry out, Neither Abiola nor Tofa. Unknown to those of us in Magada, a similar cry was taking place at the Four Square Gospel Church, Yaba, Lagos. Christians under the ages of the National Prayer Movement were also having an all night prayer meeting on that same date. Only the Lord knows in how many other places that night that God's people, under the Spirit's direction, cried out to Him. Mr. Abiola was a presidential candidate of the Social Democratic Party. Why Mr. Tofa was there, that of the National Republican Convention. Though both candidates were Muslims, the former, Mr. Abiola, came from the South, while Mr. Tofa came from the North. The presidential election was held the next day, June 12, 1993. On June 13, 1993, during the Sunday worship service at the Four Square Gospel Church, in Yaba, Lagos. A brother leading a congregational prayer concluded it with neither Abiola nor Tofa. 
Shouts of amen resounded throughout the auditorium. A couple of days later, the Nigerian military government annulled election just as the results were trickling in, showing that Mr. Biola was leading in the vote count. Many Christians, including some of those who prayed neither Abiola nor Tofa, began to oppose the annulment, saying that maybe it was God's will for Mr. Abiola to be president. Some even joined in the ensuing street protests. I remember asking, if the same Christians would have protested, had Mr. Tofa been leading in the vote count before the annulment? God had an answer to our prayer of neither Abiola nor Tofa and not the election. Please, it was not the military that annulled the election. The military was just the instrument. Yes, and appointed Mr. Emmy Shonekon as the head of an interim national government. Though Mr. Shonekon, a civilian, was from the South, and I believe sincerely would have organized elections in due time that would have restored true democracy to Nigeria, he was sadly opposed by so many including many Christians. That road not taken in 1993 has cost Nigeria very dearly. And we are still paying the price, still dead. As house of protest continued, many Nigerians, Christians included, called on Mr. Pacha, a military general, to remove Mr. Shonekon and give the mandate to Mr. Abiola. Mr. Bacha had them loud and clear. He organized his school, removed Mr. Shonekon, and installed himself as president. Please note that the issue was not whether a Muslim should be president of Nigeria or not. The point was that believers had prayed to God. Believers were in unity and said, neither Abdullah nor Tofa. And God had an answer. And then many of us turned around to reject God's solution. So we rejected God's solution. That's the point of the matter. In all these events, God saw our hypocrisy. Christians had asked God for a favor. God had granted it. And then we turned around to oppose that which we had requested. What outcome did we expect? When we have prayed, neither Abiola nor Tofa. No, tell me what other outcome was that? If not an element of the election. For a season, Nigerians groaned under the jab boot of Mr. Bacha. Unless for those of you who are young, but anybody who was above 15 years and above knows exactly what I'm talking about. Many were denied videos and prayers as it dawned on both believers and unbelievers that Mr. Bacha was going to transmute that change from military dictator to a civilian dictator. And any Nigerian, hear me clearly, and I don't care about any Nigerian who talks nonsense, because I will have to speak, because many have died, and continue to be led astray, and are dying for the wickedness of many Nigerian leaders. Any Nigerian who tells you that he or she was not afraid during that period is a liar. And Mr. Bacha would have succeeded, but for divine intervention. Had he not died, he would have been ruling Nigeria till death. 
I take it from me. You and I would have not done anything about it. Were we not the ones that rejected God when we turned our backs to his solution? Believers cried out again. In his mercy, God relented. Both Mr. Bacha and Mr. Bill were dead within a month of each other in 1998. And there was fear. Irrespective of how they died, no human being could have succeeded in eliminating both of them within a month of each other had God ruled otherwise. Three, unbridled corruption and apostasy since 1999. Remember, we cry to God. We sought God's face. But when God answers, we now turn around and use arm of the flesh. The business of believers is not to rule or to support a ruler. Our business is to pray to God and tell God what we want so God will be able to bring who? Because only God knows the hearts and thoughts and intents of any human being. We can never know. But no, we decided to employ the arm of the flesh. Many Christian leaders, pastors, joined the military, serving and retired generals, enforcing Mr. Basenja, a former military dictator, imprisoned by Mr. Bacha for treason in Nigeria. I mean, prison for treason. They forced him as a president in 1999. The argument of some was that Mr. Basenja had become born again while he was in prison. Soon after his inauguration, Christian leaders, pastors, Jews began to flew to Abuja, the federal capital of Nigeria, ostensibly to hold prayer sessions in the presidential villa. But what was the outcome? Tales of corruption at the highest levels of government and the destruction of the legislature through imposition of Mr. Passenger's candidates on the legislative bodies. These actions by Mr. Bassanjo did not stop the Christian leaders from visiting and praying for the president. No one called him out as he continued to change the speakers of the House presidents all through corruption. No one had the courage to call him out. They closed their eyes and ears to the evil emanating from the seat of power for their purported prayers and silence. Many of them gained favors and riches. Those church leaders have so soon forgotten what God had done for Nigeria. Many other believers had to seek out compromise. They joined the big time pastors and Jews incurring favors from the presidency and the state governors. Then the banking crisis. Who do you think was implicated? Many bank chiefs were supposed to be born again. Some were even pastors in churches. There was no outcry from believers. No. We love corruption. Many justify their silence by putting the scriptures. Judge not so that you will not be judged. Those quoting that scripture were hypocrites. They couldn't challenge those who were leading millions of believers astray. With unbiblical doctrines and lavish lifestyles. Because their own hearts were yearning for a place at a corruption table. It is difficult to spot the difference between believers and non-believers in Nigeria today. Both groups have played active roles in the unprecedented looting of the country's resources since 1999. Corrupt politicians, presidents, governors, ministers, commissioners, local government chairmen, councillors, corrupt public servants, 
and even armed robbers come to church on Sundays to drop millions of naira spice and offerings. And what do you think happens? We shout hallelujah, praise God. Some even play to erect new sanctuaries. Yes, we love them. Oh, we love them. And we pray that God will align their coasts and give them more. Darkness covers Nigeria. Number four. The current president of Nigeria, Mr. Buhari, attempted to win the presidency in 2011. He failed, even though he selected a vocal known Pentecostal pastor as his running mate. But he surmised rightly that the presidential Pentecostal pastor he picked in his 2011 attempt to become president did not have a large following. So what did he do? He picked a senior pastor of the largest Pentecostal church in Nigeria as his running mate when it came time for the 2015 presidential contest. Though known for his Islamic sympathies, Mr. Abari was welcomed in many supposedly Pentecostal church buildings. He was even in attendance in the 2015 Thanksgiving service hosted by the Lagos State where Pastor Diboye, the general overseer of the largest Pentecostal church in Nigeria, presided. Unsurprisingly, that book did not go unnoticed by other pastors and church leaders. Many of them began to rally and canvass for Mr. Buhari. See this excerpt from Vanguard newspaper of March 8, 2015, captioned. So you can Google it. When we go, go to Google, Google. 25,000 pastors who prayers for Buhari in Lagos. Here are the highlights. I quote, and it's on the board. 25,000 pastors and evangelists in the Southwest are to hold a special prayer session for the presidential candidate of all progressive Congress, Major General Buhari, and his running mate, Professor Yemi Oshibanjo, on Tuesday at Teslim Balogu Stadium, Lagos. According to the coordinator of the program, Bishop Kyle Williams. The ministers of God will come together to seek divine support for Mr. Buhari and Mr. Sibanjo. Williams, who revealed that the spiritual exercise tagged divine restoration of Nigeria glory, is being organized to disabuse the minds of Nigerians about the wrong impression being created about Buhari. End of quote. Next slide. Together with his co conveners Reverend Moses Hilo, Archbishop Magnus Attila, then Deacon Opadokun. They wanted to let people know that, quote, Buhari is not a religious bigot. He is, another quote, an upright man and not antichrist, as some people want to portray him. Bishop Williams described the prayer session as a unique event and begged Nigerians not to use religion to confuse people. Or divine Nigerians. I was very sad. When these leaders concluded with this quote, Buhari is a righteous Nigerian and Christianity preaches righteousness and wants righteous people in leadership. Righteous. None is righteous except you have Christ. And the righteousness we speak as believers is the righteousness of Christ, not the righteousness of the human being. Mr. Abari was elected president and swore in May 29, 2015. Christians had voted for him in large numbers. Soon after, the country's economy went into a tailspin. 
Many manufacturing commercial enterprises close their doors, and unemployment soared. Foreign investors pulled out of the country, and the country's currency devalued overnight by 300%. From being Africa's largest economy in 2015, Nigeria went into recession. There have been killings of Christians as we had in the northern part of Nigeria before 2050. But the killings of believers in the last six, seven years is unprecedented. The one described as righteous pretends that all is well. Headsmen armed with AK assault rifles are on the rampage in many parts of the country. No one dares resist them. Because those who dare will not live to tell the tale. Kidnappings have become a growing industry. And agitations for breakup of the country is on the increase. Where do you think the Jehovah's and the flamboyant pastors are? Not one word. What are the 25,000 accomplices who went to Tessembalogo Square with Brother Kyle Williams? Nothing. When people romance power, it is impossible for them to turn around to condemn it. We believers are not called to romance power. We are prophets to the nations. Prophet cannot join to rule. Prophet cannot support A or B. Our business is to be on our knees and cry out like we cried out the Nada Biola Notofa. When Abacha was messing up the country, we cried again and God did what he had to do. That's what you are called to do. Any pastor, Jew, who is political, who supports political parties, and you who say you're a believer, you're still in that place, you have yourself to blame. Repent. Once more, please repent. This is to everybody, money included. Scripture, please. I read from 1 Samuel chapter 7, verses 2 and 3. The ark remained in Kiriath Jerim for a long time, 20 years in all. During that time, all Israel mourned because it seemed the Lord had abandoned them. Then Samuel said to all the people of Israel, If you want to return to the Lord with all your hearts, get rid of your foreign gods and your images of Ashtoreth. Turn your hearts to the Lord and obey him alone. Then he will rescue you from the Philistines. Praise the Lord. We are called in 1997, repent. Now we are saying once more, please repent. Because what lies ahead? You, none of us want to be there. The kingdom of God on earth is a theocracy. Christ is in charge. Not your Jew, not your pastor. Not your father, not your mother. Not your brother, not your sister. The church of God is in Nigeria is a subset of the kingdom of God on earth. Therefore, it must be guided by the Holy Spirit. Otherwise, it is apostate. It means it's in rebellion against God. And when you are in rebellion against God, which is what we are today in Nigeria, the church of God in Nigeria is in rebellion against God. And God is asking you today, repent. No one can argue the fact that the state of churches in Nigeria today is worse than what obtained in the time of Samuel. Just as the ark, representing God's presence, was absent in Israel, so is the Holy Spirit absent in all the churches in Nigeria. Unless when you are preaching, you are two or three in your homes. Israel has foreign gods and images of our spirit. 
Why the churches of God in Nigeria have their geos and pastors as gods? On Sundays, images of mammon, prosperity base are lifted up in most pulpits, and the congregation shout hallelujah. And church members pat each other on the back and prophesy it is well. It's been well since 24 years, right? Something is wrong. Here is what the Spirit is telling the church of God in Nigeria today. Please pay attention. Here is what the Spirit of God is telling you today. The church of God of which you remember. Repent of your idolatry. Stop worshipping mere men and women. And worship only me, says the Almighty God. Stop listening to sermons that elevate wealth over and above the cross of Christ. Do not live lavishly and do not fund the lavish lifestyles of others. Turn your hearts to the Lord Jesus Christ, the author and finisher of our faith, and Him alone obey. God says, Only then will your prayers be answered. I ask you, my brother, my sister, can we do what Israelites at the time of Samuel did when they were convicted that they had sinned? Scripture, please. First Samuel chapter 7, verses 4 to 6. So the Israelites got rid of their images of Baal and Ashtoreth and worshipped only the Lord. Then Samuel told them, Gather all of Israel to Mizpah, and I will pray to the Lord for you. So they gathered at Mizpah, and in a great ceremony, drew water from a well and poured it out before the Lord. They also went without food all day and confessed that they had sinned against the Lord. Praise the Lord for his word. The Israelites repented of the evil ways. Are we ready to repent? Let's stop worshipping Baal and Ashtoreth. Are we ready to stop worshipping our pastors and Jews? Are we ready to stop listening to mammonic, covetous, prosperity messages? Can every Nigerian believer join me today like a psalmist to pray this prayer? Next scripture, please. Psalm 119, verse 36 to 37. Incline my heart to your testimonies and not to covetousness. Turn away my eyes from looking at worthless things and revive me in your way. Praise the Lord. Pray this prayer today for at least your own individual deliverance in that country. Incline my heart to your testimonies, O God, and not to covetousness. Turn away my eyes from looking at worthless things which distract and revive me in your own way. We must stop all forms of entertainment from our choirs and pulpits in those buildings we call churches immediately. Insist that your pastor Jew preach only Christ-centered messages and that no other message must come from that pulpit. No soliciting of money. If your pastor Jew refuses, walk out Never look back because it's dragging you to hell. Charge to young women and men of Nigeria. I'm not speaking to young people. If you are 40 years and below, this is for you. I'm calling on you young generation of Bible-believing, practicing Christians 
to take charge now, not tomorrow, today. Not to go and overthrow anybody yet. No, start something in your neighborhood and God will bless you. Most of the church elders have sold out. And most of your parents have sold out. Your so-called daddies and mommies have sold out. But you don't have to sell out. Though my generation, yes, my generation, we failed you. You don't have to fail your own. And the one coming after you, the Lord tarries. If he's coming, tarries, that is. Please do not join those clamoring for violence. Many young people are out of frustration, are joining one group or the other, or preaching ethnic cleansing in the country. They want to have their own countries. And they say there's anything wrong with it, but not through violence. You cannot participate in such wicked venture and be guiltless. You're a child of God, remember. Yours is to pray. You're a follower of Christ, first and foremost. Your ethnicity, where you come from, is secondary. Whenever you put ethnic identity first, you are no longer a candidate of the kingdom of God. If truly you are a follower of Christ, your own father's house, your own brothers and sisters, if they have not believed, you are tried. They will disown you when the chiefs are down. Because Matthew chapter 10 verse 36 tells us that your enemies will be right in your own household. If you have not been persecuted in your own household, then I think your testimony is questionable. But if you are, unless that household is all believers in Christ. If not, you are hated. Don't deceive yourself. Don't allow anyone, no matter how highly placed, to deceive you. Your soul belongs to you. Your life is yours. It is only when you radically commit to the Lord Jesus Christ that you will understand what I'm saying. If you don't commit radically, you will not. But when you do, young man, young woman, you will taste the goodness of God. God will be your God. And the Holy Spirit will lead you. Even when you pass through the valley of the shadow of death. When you pass through dry lands. Yes, he will show you the oasis near you for you to take soccer and water. God is ready to do a new thing in Nigeria. If those who are called by his name shall repent. Humble themselves and seek his face. Repent is the issue today. So young man, young woman, repent for yourself, for your household, for your tribe, for your country, and begin to humble yourself before God and seek his face. When these prayers come from many corners in Nigeria to God, but adventure, he will relent and save us from what is about to happen. Next scripture, please. Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. Praise the Lord. You cannot be tied to compromise leaders. You are GOs, archbishop, bishop, pastors, and whatever other name they go by. And their churches and expect God to hear your prayers. If you are tied to them, God will not hear you. If I'm tied to them, God will not hear me. Because the glory of the Lord has departed from those buildings and places you people call churches. Now here goes word to you who have been convicted at the hearing of this message. Next scripture, please. Second Corinthians chapter 6, verse 17. Come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. Do not touch what is unclean, and I will receive you. Praise the Lord. 
Come out from whatever is unclean. In those buildings called churches where mammon is lifted, it's unclean. Come out. Don't touch them anymore. And seek the lost face. And see if you will not see the glory of the Lord in your life. You have been convicted. But are you willing to make the sacrifice of living in a very comfortable position? Maybe you are a pastor somewhere in a compromised church. You are afraid. Question, who will you rather obey? God or your pastor or your Jew? Who, is it a Jew or a pastor that died on the cross, by the way? Let us pray. Repent of your own sin of compromise and unbelief. Confess the sins of your parents for not living by example. Confess the sins of other believers, especially your leaders, who since 1999 forgot God and teamed up with the enemies of God, pledged to do God's will, even if it means leaving your present building called church. And please don't pledge if you don't mean it, because God will know when you are pledging and not meaning it. Plead the blood of Jesus Christ over yourself and your family. Now we are ready for war. Next scripture, please. Second Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4. We use God's mighty weapons, not worldly weapons, to knock down the strongholds of human reasoning and to destroy false arguments. Praise the Lord. Our business is not to use some of the flesh to bring something to pass. Our weapons are not canon. They are mighty through God for putting down strongholds. Can we now become spiritual and not carnal? Because if you are a carnal believer, God ain't going to hear you. He wants you first to do what? Break that yoke. Come out from the evil places you go And begin to see God walking your life as you pray. Pray as you are led on the following. I want you to know these prayer points. Ask God to uproot those church buildings that have departed from the faith, and I believe most of them, if not all. Because any church on Sunday that does not preach only Christ crucified and resurrected in Nigeria is apostate. Pray God to expose the false pastors, prophets and leaders who continue every day to make a mockery of the gospel of Christ. You want God to expose them so that they, those in their congregation whom they have had bondage, sometimes through occultic means, can be freed. Pray God to nullify every council of human beings to those in power in Nigeria. Meaning, even the council of Ahitophel must always fail. Pray for God's fear to cover every seat of power in the country. Pray for God to manifest his power whenever and wherever Christians are targeted. What prevents when they want to kidnap that child of God? Something happens. You'll be amazed what will happen. Because something will definitely happen if people genuinely believe what they're hearing today. We're not speaking things that we have not experienced one word or the other by his grace. God opened the eyes of all past little brothers and sisters. Pray God to empower those. That's you young men and women who will lead the churches of God from now to the end of the age. Those who didn't before have failed. Did you hear what I said? I said, we failed you. 
So pray for God to empower new ones, young men and women in Nigeria, to begin afresh. Believe that God has heard your prayers. I pray that God hears you. And I pray that He preserves you now and always in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Remember, if we don't trust God, if we don't obey the Lord Jesus Christ at all times, God will not hear us. That's why today we have this song, Trust and Obey. A song we have had so many years when we were growing up. But truth be said, if we believers in Nigeria do not trust and obey the Lord Jesus Christ, we are done. That country is done. In the light of God's word, what a glory he shares on our way. While we do his good will, he abides with us still. And with all who trust and obey him. Trust and obey. For there is no no other way, none to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey him. Whether as individual, as a tribe, as a tongue, as a group, as a country, as an empire. Not a shadow can rise. Not a cloud in the skies. But a smile quickly drives them away. When the clouds gather, it drives them away. When your problems come, it drives them away. Not a doubt or a fear, not a sigh or a tear can abide when we trust and obey Him. Thank you, Jesus. Trust and obey. There is no, if there was another way, the Lord would have told us. We have to obey Him. When we obey, obedience is the path to salvation. Obedience is the path to deliverance. Obedience is the path to peace. Obedience is the path to deliverance of Nigeria. If we don't trust and obey Jesus Christ today, if we don't repent, I'm afraid. Shall we pray? Our Father and our God, I thank you for a witness to your mercy to Nigeria. Maybe for this purpose, Lord, you raised me, that I will be a witness and be able to speak truth to power at all times. I don't know. But one thing I do know, Lord, that you have been grateful, gracious to Nigeria. You have, you have helped us. You have delivered us so many times. And at each time, we have rejected you. In 1997, you gave the word. That was listening for a moment. 21 years later, it's worse. Oh God, I supplicate because I too am guilty. 
and pray, Father, for all. Cause your children to repent wherever they are. Cause your children to repent, O Lord, so that the evil determined on that land by the devil and his cause will not manifest, O God. Because if we don't repent, I know it is so bad. Father, I'm praying, O Lord, my God, you are God. Help your children to turn, to know that the arm of the flesh will not solve this. They can do all the things they want to do, except they trust you, except they obey you, except they repent and come to the cross and accept Christ and you, except those who claim those big titles in those big places, in those apostate churches, repent that there's a problem. But Father, there are many who have obeyed you. But some of them have disobeyed out of ignorance. But Father, for as many as we hear this preaching today, as many as will access this book that was since delivered to them since 1997, as many, Lord, as will continue in the counsel of the Holy Spirit, Father, in those days when if it does happen that people fail to repent, Father, deliver them and their families in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You are God. I plead the blood of Jesus Christ upon all who hear this message and their families. Lord, have mercy. Have mercy, my Father, my God. Have mercy for that country. Let your children arise, I pray, as they hear this message. Open their eyes and their hearts. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I'll see you all next Sunday by His grace. Please ponder on these things.